Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show. Uh, my name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, tonight, we've got Mickey and we've got Coz, uh, a couple of troops down, uh, but again, excited to talk about footy. It is round 15. The season is absolutely flying along. How is your football team going? Right into Mojo Sports. Connect on the socials. As a Newcastle Knights fan, I really, I don't know if emotionally I'm ready to talk about how my team's going at the moment, but let us know. Tell us who you support. How is your team going? Check in on the ladder. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some interesting results happening at the moment. Uh, but before we get too carried away, let's jump into our warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Well, you know Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, team, this week on the warm-up, we continue to talk all things state of origin in and around uh, the competition. Yes, we're excited about round 15, but a lot of us can't really focus at the moment because especially uh, the New South Welshmen, because we are thinking, how do we bounce back? We've dropped a game. Are we still in contention? So the question I've got from you straight from our listeners is what changes uh, will, we like, will we like to make for game two? Four game two. Um, Cos, I was going to start with you. Hey, you're sitting pretty uh, feet up uh, as, a, as a Queensland supporter, but um, yeah, got a couple of injuries there. So yeah, what sort of changes will Queensland look to make um, yeah, for game two? I think changes will be minimal, uh, but forced change will obviously be um, Paul X, Xavier Coates' injury. Um, there's a few options on the wing there. Uh, obviously, Murray was brought in as part of the extended uh, squad, so he might be, you know, a ready-made option. Or the people's favourite um, is Corey Oates. So there was a, a bit of a few questions about if he was, you know, unlucky to not be picked initially. So um, there's options there for Billy. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Corey Oates. You know, he was just in bad form the last couple of years. You know, we knew what he could do at rep- representative level, but you know, this year he's just you know turned back the clock. And and I we've all been waiting for this Corey Oates. You know, you look at him athletically. You know, we, we, we see his height. You know, we see what we what he can do. We all waited for him to to get back to the old um, Corey Oates, and he and he's certainly done that. But yeah, um, Murray Tuolangi. Hate to say I told you so, but last year. You know, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Queensland was scrambling for outside backs. There was a combination of, you know, injuries and a lack of depth. Now it just seems like there's a production line of talent there. And, and, and Murray, he's definitely ready for Origins. So, um, no, I won't be hearing any sob stories from Queensland. They are ready for another ambush come game two. Mickey, uh, okay, game one, it didn't go the way that we anticipated. Um, but we've got to dust ourselves off and roll into game two. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty desperate times. We, we obviously got to get the job done here. What changes would you make for game two? Um, well, I don't know. Part of me was thinking, depending how Moses played today, if maybe his name could have been thrown around, like pretty doubtful. But that was just one thought that I was like, that could be a nice little change. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. After today's game, I definitely think it would be silly to leave Josh Haddokar out, um, especially there's that talk about um, Daniel Tupo maybe giving up the New South Wales spot so he can go play for Tonga. Um, so, yeah, it would definitely be good to see 
that Josh Adokar come back in. I think he just brings so much passion and light to the squad as well, which could have just been what we were missing Yeah. the last game. Now, as you know, the group chat, uh, it gets pretty full on, uh, you know, obviously here at Mojo Sports and, you know, Dee and Dana, they're not here with us with us tonight, but they've had plenty to say. Now, I did let it slip that, I, that I'll, I'll support Queensland in the next game if we don't pick Josh Adokar. Now, Dana was going to mention it on the show anyway. So, look, I've got to be honest with our listeners. I try and do that here. So, I agree. Look, if we don't pick Josh Adokar, you know, what are we doing? And it's not just... You know, the height thing, that was ridiculous. Queensland didn't even sort of expose us there anyway, so that, that became a non-factor. Josh Adokar has to come in, and not just for the on-field, it's for the off-field as well. I really felt like that sort of um, that sort of air of confidence and, and, and sort of it, it just wasn't there. Um, and I, I really feel like Josh Adokar was a big part of that. But, team, step into my lab. I'm all about overreacting and making massive sweeping changes, even though we only lost by six points and early score with a couple of seconds to go. But hear, hear me out. Look, I feel like, obviously, New South Wales have been at their best with Latrell Mitchell and Tom Travojevic in that centre role. Um, spoiler alert, I know that Tom Travojevic had a centre number on his back, but he did not play centre. He played this weird hybrid position that Freddie Fittler and him made up. Now, there aren't too many players that can play that position besides one player. Uh, In my opinion, that's James Tedesco. So in a massive, sweeping, controversial change, I'd be bringing in Ryan Pappenhausen to start at fullback, and I'd be moving James Tedesco to a quote-unquote Tom Travojevic hybrid centre position where he doesn't play a traditional centre role, but he tries to mimic what what, uh, Tom Travojevic does. Now, there's there's only one other player that could do it. I'd, I'd be taking the gamble in there. I think it's about getting your best players into your squad and figuring it out from there. Ryan Pappenhausen has to play in this football team, in my opinion. So Josh Adokar comes in. Um, yeah, James Desco into the centres. Um, you know, some other changes that I'd be pondering as well is I'd be taking a risk on Latrell Mitchell. Um, no harm, no foul. You know, we lose this week, it's over with. There's no point bringing him back for a dead rubber. I know that he has no match fitness, uh, but I'd be bringing him in. The only thing I would say with Latrell is I do feel like that's an option where you can have him on the bench and start Jack Whiten. So I believe, regardless of what anyone, I, I believe that Jack Whiten's the best utility in the game. So I really feel like put Jack Whiten in there until there's, you know, the stings out of the game, about 25-minute mark, Bring you know move move Jack around, bring Latrell in off the bench, and that could be a little bit of a super sub. Um, you know, and the other the other thing that I know that Freddie Fittler will be thinking about too is that what to do with Api Corusau. Um, you know, where are we at with these eighty minute Origin hookers? Because Queensland made us look a little bit silly. We were all terrified of Harry Grant. And he did exactly what we thought he'd do. He came in and absolutely tore us to pieces. So we do have Appy there that could offer a similar one. Um, and look, while I'm on a roll, let's continue it. Jake Travojevic, what are we doing? I mean, we, sometimes we just take for granted great players. Like, yes, Jake Travojevic isn't the flashiest player, but spoiler alert, this is state of origin. We don't need him scoring 80-meter tries or doing anything too crazy. We need Jake Travojevic's leadership, his intangibles. We need him to be in there. He's one of the best defensive players in the game, and I don't know if anyone else was watching that game, but we certainly need that. Um, look, in my opinion, New South Wales, the, the score flattered them. I actually thought Queensland were very, very dominant on the night. So there we go. Massive overreaction uh, changes to the New South Wales origin team. The actual reality is, I think, maybe one or two changes. But hey, if I was in charge, that's what I'd be doing. All right, team, let's keep the heat moving and jump into our first segment for tonight, The Breakdown. Uh, We'll dive into our first feature game. It's do or die. 
one game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cause so here I am throwing the, the toys out of the cot, um, spitting the dummy, sacking everyone, making widespread changes to the New South Wales Origin team. Now, Probably another team that's looking at some changes is the Brisbane Broncos, but for a completely different reason. So this week on the feature game, we see the Melbourne Storm come up against the Broncos. Cos, I'm going to hand this straight over to you because it's a shame. This could have been an absolute cracker of a game. Yeah, I think when I just looked at the teams that we were, that were going to go head-to-head, I went, ooh, Broncos in such great form. Going for eight in a row. Storm, obviously one of the top teams. And then went, oh, actually... Broncos are missing about a quarter of their players. So this could have been a fantastic matchup, much more exciting and thrilling than we perhaps would have suggested earlier in the season. But, you know, with the you know, amount of players um, that, you know, it was a very gutsy win over the Raiders, but at what cost? Um, the amount of play- They were dropping like flies by the end. Um, so, but, you know, they've proven they can play, uh, they can play and win without Reynolds, but I don't know if they can play and win without Reynolds, possibly Herbie. He's been a bit underrated. Like he, you know, we've talked him up, but he's still not um, rated as highly as maybe Staggs. But I think he's been one of their form players all year. Um, and Payne Haas, he, he came off. So again, touch and go, Staggs may or may not be as if, yeah, a lot of injury clouds there and to a lot of key players. So, um, and then and the Storm just keep on being the Storm. Um, so I think Storm win this one. And it will, you know, we've been robbed of a really good contest, I think. But, yeah, it's, it, it, it sucks, doesn't it, you know, when, when injuries yeah. sort of, you know, come through. You know, a couple of comments you made there around, you know, young Herbie. Yeah, obviously he's a pommy. Look, if, if he was in origin contention, he, he would be one of the, you know, absolute stars of our game. And, you know, again, unpopular opinion, I, I think he's, I, I rate him higher than Katoni Staggs. I mean, I know there's some massive fans out there at Katoni. Respect his game. Um, that palm is just, it's violent, and uh, I love to see it. But Herbie, I think, um, has been a little bit more consistent, to be honest. Um, Mickey, it does suck. I mean, we don't want to dwell on the injuries for too long, but, you know, you, you look at the Penrith Panthers, and you, you see their dominance over the last couple of years, especially the year they won the premiership. Yes, they had the best players in the competition, but the other part of it is no one ever got injured. I mean, this is probably the the side of our sport that we don't talk about enough is that some teams can just get a little bit unlucky. And, yeah, look, the Broncos, they're going to be right up against it in this one to be competitive. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, Cos hit the nail on the head talking about, yeah, with all those injuries, with it sort of, yeah, being robbed of a really good matchup. But... I don't know. I still think Storm would have just had it over them. Maybe um, they've just been, yeah, in flying form. They're just one of those top tier teams, and yeah, so Storm would definitely be my maybe, pick for. Them. Maybe they, uh, you know, they come back and, and play again in the finals at full strength, and we see a little bit of a difference. All right, Cos, let's put your coach's hat on because um, you know Kevin Walters. He's got a team to coach. He's got a, a team to try and inspire. Hey, it's a pretty easy message, isn't it? You know, you think about being in in the sheds. Like, there are some younger Broncos who they're not just sort of walking into jerseys now. It is, there is so much competition to play in the Broncos system now that they're playing so well. They've won seven in a row. I mean, it's been an absolute unbelievable run. I mean, the message is pretty simple. No one thinks you're going to win. You are absolutely no chance of winning this football game. 
But hey, if you ever want to play in this Broncos jersey again, you're going to go out there and, and kind of shock the world. So, you know, as, as sort of dire as, as it is with, with some of these injuries, Ezra Mam and a few of these young stars, try telling them that they're going to go out there and get flogged by the storm. I, I think, you know, I, I don't know whether I'm going to be brave enough to, 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 to push for an upset here, but this is a bit of a danger game because the Broncos have absolutely nothing to lose in this one. Yep, that's right. And I think um, players like Ezra, he's not uh, short of confidence either. So and that's, I think that's what's made them really fun to watch this year. You know, the young players, they do chance their hand a bit. They they have got nothing to lose and it's been, you know, take you know, rolling the dice and it's been paying off. Um, it's just the fact that there's so many. I think one or two positions um, I'd go, yep, you know, they'll probably push the storm all the way. But as you said, there's, there's still heaps of good players in that Broncos team as well. So if they all play to their absolute best ability and bring the rest of um, the players with them and you know, there'll, be, there'll be players um, like Jordan Pereira came in and played, mm. um, you know, he, he's, been, he's been kept in our sort of cup level for the whole season by, and he, he's played, he's a very experienced player. The fact that they have that much depth now, so you know they will be able to bring in a couple talented players, either young ones or Branko Lee coming in. Like he played Origin a few years ago and has been playing at our cup level. They've got they've got players um, that they can bring into the the side. Obviously, you know they're missing a lot, but there's ability there. So and and with nothing to lose as well, and and wanting to prove themselves against you know one of the top teams, um, consistently top teams in the NRL. Um, Maybe there's an upset there as yeah, well. Yeah, look, it, it's good. I'm just saying, you know, gamble responsibly because I know everyone's going to load up on the 13 plus and, you know, I'm looking at the market at the moment. No one's giving them an absolute chance. You know, heading down to Melbourne, I mean, it's going to be very difficult. But, you know, hey, just play footy, you know, kick the ball around, take take some chances, play a bit more risky. You know, they've been pretty disciplined this year. They'll probably try and open things up and, um, you know, sort of see what happens. And look, just just last little point on the Broncos before we move on. Is there a better forward in the game at the moment than Paddy Carrigan after what we saw in Origin? I mean, you know, one of the things we are seeing is that, you know, good players are sort of having these great performances at Origin level, and then they're coming back uh, to club land, and and you can just just see that the game's slowed down a little bit for them. So, look, I get it. He's up against it against the Storm, but I've... I've been pretty consistent on the Storm. I think if they do have a weakness, the Storm, it's their forward pack. I've been a little bit underwhelmed with the way in which they've played this season. So, yeah, you know, watch guys like Paddy Carrigan go out there and uh, and tear off some heads, that's for sure. All right, Mickey, uh, we'll jump into the dressing sheds of the Melbourne Storm. And, you know, it's just... A, look, if we just take a step back for a moment and try and think about the, uh, the health and well-being of Craig Bellamy, I, I just fear for the guy because I know how much passion he coaches with you know there was weeks there where he was almost falling asleep in the box because you know his team was beating everyone by 70 points but you know they went through a little bit of a difficult period there and uh, we poked fun at Dana which was a lot of fun but I guess what I'm saying is there'll be no mercy given to the Brisbane Broncos here Craig Bellamy really wants this team to you know get back to where they were and, and really put the Broncos to the sword so what's your expectation for the storm coming to this one because Craig Bellamy is—he uh, hasn't been too happy um, over the last little while with the Storm. Yeah, I don't know. I do think it's going to—it's—it's going to be a close game. I don't think that Storm will give them a flogging, um, especially like you saw with Broncos on the weekend. Even with all those players dropping like flies, they were still able to keep that momentum and everything up to beat like the Raiders. Like once when I was watching it, like after seeing all those players drop out, I was like, oh. Raiders have this in the bag, but they just 
they just didn't, you know, they Raiders didn't get up that momentum that Broncos had. So I still think, I think Storm will come out thinking that they will give Broncos this huge flogging and, you know, maybe be a little bit cocky and that might not work in their favour because I do think the Broncos will just, yeah, sort of play over that. Um, so, yeah, it'll be an interesting little little matchup. And, yeah, as you said, with the Storm's forward pack, I think that's, yeah, somewhere they're going to lack on yeah. the weekend. We'll, we'll definitely, definitely going to be interesting to see how they uh, how they prep for this one because, you know, I guess my final point in the Storm is, you know, we're going to talk about a team shortly who – just has these moments where they're so uh, flat against some of the bottom teams. Now, I'm not saying the Broncos are, the, are a bottom team, but given all the injuries, you know, you could forgive the Melbourne Storm coming in and being a little bit complacent. Are, are you kind of feeling what I'm feeling, that that's just not a thing that can happen with Melbourne at the moment? Because, you know, Craig Bellamy absolutely tore into players as a group individually. Um, I think he's still steaming with some of those performances. And, you, you, you know, to, to Mickey's point, reflecting on last week, you know, 26 points to 18 against a Roosters side, that's been a little bit hit and miss. Um, yeah, Melbourne Storm have got a lot of improvement in them. Yeah, they do. And I think, though, um, Storm will probably say, you know, they haven't had everything their way either. So just maybe to touch on that win last week, they had um, a guy called Grant Anderson scoring two on debut. And he was, you know, they call him the last man standing type thing. So he's went down for a six-week trial and ended up playing NRL. So... That they'll say, you know, we've had injuries and we've, you know, had to pull up, you know, exactly as we spoke about with the Broncos, they've pulled sort of, you know, a couple level guys in. But, you know, some of them are taking a bit longer to get used to the NRL and Grant's just went, oh, this NRL thing is pretty easy. I can run in and score two tries on Tech. It was a great story as well. So, yeah, I, I think there is a lot of improvement in the storm, but I think they haven't had it easy this year, but they and, – and, again, we've spoken about it in previous weeks. I think um, just because they haven't been that Panthers level, we're like, oh, Storm are sort of dropping back. But they're still up there. They're still, they're still- consistent. They're still getting <laughs> good performances out of, you know, players that perhaps aren't superstars. But then, you know, they have superstars as well. Like, you know, there's Cameron Monster. If he's playing, like, it's hard to, to go against a team – who has a player like him in good form in their side. So, yeah, no, I, uh, I definitely agree. They're, um, you know, they, they battled through some, some uh, incredible adversity. Uh, you know, a couple of final call outs there, Brendan Smith, uh, haven't seen his best football this year. Um, you know, I wonder where, you know, when we're going to see that, um, you know, he's got a bit of a sort of a, um, it's an interesting situation with his body, you know, like he obviously hasn't had the hooker position that's gone to Harry Grant. So he's really bulked up and become a much bigger player to sort of handle playing in that lock position and playing a little bit more physical. And then he sort of dropped back in the hooker position. So, you know, Mickey, uh, we'll talk about this more next year, but I'm really looking forward to Brandon just getting the number nine jersey, having a full off season in that position and really seeing where he can go in his career because, um, you know, I, I sort of put down a little bit of his inconsistency in terms of the swapping and changing. All right, team, just quick around the grounds. Our predictions, we all went storm, didn't we? We've got a full clean sweep there. Everyone's nodding. Yeah, all right, clean sweep to the to the uh, Melbourne Storm. All right, team, let's move through now to our next feature game as we see the Parramatta Reels coming up against the Sydney Roosters. Uh, look, Mickey, yes, we're going to give you plenty of time to, uh, you know, show some love to your beloved roosters, but cause what's doing 
Parramatta <laughs> Eels. I mean, you know, <laughs> oh dear. We, you know, we've been talking about them as, you know, title contenders. We really want to see them take the next step. We want to, you know, we want to see them be able to master the art of consistency to try and keep pace with some of those top, top teams. But, you know, this is what happens each and every time. As soon as you start to, you know, love what they're doing and start to consider them as potential premiership threats, they go out and do what they did last weekend. Um, look, it wasn't just the fact they lost to the Kennery Bulldogs because I'm going to hand you the mic. They got absolutely flogged. In my notes, I wrote, what happened? Question mark. Because, I, I, like, how? Again, I think as poor as, you know, the Dogs' results have been, they've all, they've always you know, played with a bit of heart all year. They've, again, a bit like a lot of teams, they've played well in patches, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. So maybe maybe the Eels just came up against an 80-minute dogs, but I don't, like, how, what happened to the Eels? They've been so inconsistent, but this that that's a very poor performance from them. So, again, though, we've spoken about the bounce-back factor, so maybe, you know, they would have had it ripped through them, that performance from the coach. So I'm sure that they won't, you know, offer that up again this round. You'd think, you'd yeah, think. Yeah, look, uh, you know, trying to, <clears throat> trying to, you know, uh, think about the positives, you know, uh, look, there wasn't a good player out there. I, I think that, that that's that's where you've got to get to is that sometimes there are just games of football where, you burn the tape. Now, I, you know, for some of our younger listeners, they won't understand that. But back in the day, there used to be like these VHSs and we used to... Anyway, it's a whole other podcast. We'll talk about it. But anyway, let's burn the burn the film, completely forget about the fact that's ever happened. Do you even go to film sessions? I mean, you know, I, I, I think it's just a matter of forgetting about what happened and moving forward because there, there wasn't too many, you know, good performances there. And, and that's not what we've seen from them for the rest of the year. But, yeah, look, definitely a bit of a concern, definitely frustrating. But... Um, Mickey, this is not a good time to be coming up against Parramatta Reels because Brad Arthur, he would have read them the right act. Um, and look, to be honest, you know, these aren't young kids anymore. You know, some of these younger players, they've been in the system for quite a while now. There's some really good leadership within the Parramatta team. So I think the players themselves, they'd be filthy. You think about Gutho. I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to come in and have an all-time performance. Anyway, I'll hand it over to you. How do you think they're going to come up against the Sydney Roosters? Because this is going to be, this is going to be a great, great game of footy. Yeah, well, even just touching on that game from the weekend, um, I watched a little bit of the press conference after the game and both Gutho and um, Brad Arthur were going on about how embarrassing their performance was today. They just, yeah, they weren't there. It was almost like they've been watching the Bulldogs' inconsistency and then they just, like, played at that level, but then Bulldogs just, like, overplayed them. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting because I feel like, yeah, now both they're both both Roosters and Parramatta are coming off a loss into this game, so they're both going to really want to be there. Um, it'll and they they've both lost to the Bulldogs now as well um, this season, so I think that's kind of I don't know. I guess that's kind of funny how Bulldogs can beat these sort of top tier teams, but then they're still not getting something right. Um, so I just think that's like a little interesting side point. Um, but yeah, I think. Roosters and Roosters versing the Storm on the weekend, like it was more of a game than I thought it was going to be, like for the Roosters. I didn't think the Roosters were going to be there. So hopefully this weekend, I don't know, I feel like if the Roosters perform, they'll be there. But if Parramatta perform, like how they have been each other week, they'll 
yeah, it'll be a tough matchup. Like, I feel like, yeah, Dylan Brown really wasn't on his game today. And even Moses, I felt like he was really due for just a huge game, but it just didn't happen. So if this all happens next weekend, it'll, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous still, like as a Rooster supporter, but I feel like we we could get there. You feel, you feel a little bit confident. Look, for me, I, I think um, I think they lost the middle. I, I think the, the Bulldogs bashed them. And, you know, it's just very surprising because we have some of the best players in the game in that Parramatta team. So, you know, look, why is this a little bit of a concern for Brad Arthur is that, you know, this is a time where you really are trying to manage your list, you know, and try and get some players through State of Origin. Now, as much as Junior Bolo and RCG and, you know, um, you know, you even look at Ryan Madison and a few others, they'll be able to sort of bounce back and sort of, you know, make this really competitive, if not get the win. But that's kind of not what you want. You, you don't want to be burning those types of players out. You kind of want to have them coming off the bench, limit their minutes, and really have the rest of the, the roster really contribute because, you know, Origin really knocks around those sort of players. But, you know, Brad Arthur's not really going to be in that position because if he tries to sort of, you know, load manage these players, it's going to be it's going to make it very, very difficult for Parramatta um, to, to sort of get the job done there. So, yeah, look, going to be really interesting to see. Uh, but what we do know is that Clint Gutherson is a shoe-in Gamble responsibly for a couple of tries. Uh, he, he's going to be absolutely desperate coming into this one. Because, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Roosters. Um, start off with uh, the Luke Heary situation. Um, I, look, I, I don't, I don't know, my friend. You know, it just, it's just a little bit of a unfortunate curse on this club at the moment. Boy Cordner, Jake Friend. Now we've got Luke Heary battling these concussion symptoms. You, you hate to see it, um, but obviously Luke will need to spend a little bit of time, probably away from the game. We, we don't really know too much about it, but. Um, yeah, obviously really bad situation because I, I guess, you know, the only shining light in that is that, you know, one of the things that I didn't quite realise is that Luke isn't a young man anymore. Luke Keery's, you know, he's, he's starting to get, you know, he's starting to get a little bit older and, you know, there's been a lot of questions about what are we doing with Joseph Manu? You know, basically he's going to leave. He'll, he'll be the next RTS. He'll join the Warriors and become their next long-term fullback. But I wonder whether, you know, because, you know, Joseph Manu, Sam Walker... You know, what's your, what's your thoughts? I mean, I'm starting to wonder whether Joseph Manu's best position six. Well, he could play there. He's one of the most talented players. He's got the skill. So, again, like, why not? I, I would, I'd back him to, you know, to perform well. Um, it, it is a bit of an interesting combination there because they, you know, they – I wonder how they will play together. I'm, I'm curious. Let's do it. Come you, on, do it, Robbo. <laughs> yeah, well, let, let's see what it looks like because, you know, you've you obviously got, got Joseph Manu, who's a run-first player, um, so dynamic, so athletic. Probably the halves aren't quite natural to him, but, you know, I, I feel like he could be a really good, um, you know, long-term six there. And, you know, Sam, you know, um, you know, he, he's getting there. He's slowly figuring things out, but he's a halfback. Sam Walker is a halfback, in my opinion. So anyway, just something to keep an eye on uh, in terms of what that what that looks like. Um, you know, a player that I, that I'm also interested, in, you know, in in this one. I think you know, if you want to sort of try and think about, you know, whether the Roosters can get the job uh, done here, keep an eye on Lindsay Collins. Um, Lindsay is a player who, in my opinion, he did struggle to come back from that big serious. Knee injury, like prior to that injury, he was absolutely one of the game's best. So it's it's been a slow return, but, you know, obviously played Origin. I thought he was outstanding there, and I think we're just starting to see him come back to his best. And, look, that's been my biggest criticism of the Roosters all year is their middles, their middles, their middles. Um, but, look, if we get the best out of Lindsay Collins for the remainder of the season, I think that's going to be really, 
um, a real, you know, a massive positive. And again, I'm on the Angus Crichton train each and every week. That guy is playing with absolute venom. Um, you know, very pissed off that he didn't make the New South Wales Origin team. Quite rightly so. I think my rant at the start of the show, I forgot to mention Angus Crichton. Let's give him a jersey as well. But um, all right, team, no sitting on the fence. Time for our predictions. Uh, Mickey, uh, you know, I, I can see the loyalty card being played here, but what's your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, I do think the Roosters will get over um, for a win. A close win maybe, um, but, yeah, I think... I'm going Roosters. You're going to go the Chooks. I'm going to go Parramatta. I just, yeah, I just, I, I fear King Gutho this week. This is, this is, this is going to be something to watch. Uh, Cos, um, you're the, you're the deciding vote here. I, I'll go Roosters as well. I think, especially if they do that wacky combination in the halves. That you know, let's let's get it done. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. All right. Well, again, gamble responsibly. That's going to be an incredible match. I'll have to see who uh, gets the job done there. All right, team, let's jump into the final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, let's dive into the remaining games for round 15. Cos, going to start with you. Thursday night, uh, we see your beloved St. George Illawarra Dragons come up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I'm going to go with my team and tip the Dragons. I think it's um, McCulloch's 300, so it's a special event. So come on, boys, lift. Let's do it. What a Let's get it done. Yeah. So, uh, there's, no, there's no other rhyme or reason to it other than that. So I think also, you know, Dragons lost to the Cowboys. Who hasn't? So I reckon they'll bounce back. I think they can do it, even though Rabbits are in good form. Yeah, look up. So this is this is just a heart a heart prediction. Sorry, I don't think they were that bad against the Cowboys, and we're starting to realise they're a serious football team. Um, the Rabbitohs obviously still without Latrell Mitchell, so like you know, once Latrell comes back, South Sydney are a completely different team. So um, don't mind the upset there. Um, next game we've got you to preview. Uh, let's move to Friday now, the six o'clock game uh, at Four Pines Park. We see the Manly Warringah Seagulls come up against the North Queensland Cowboys. Because um, you saw them firsthand last week. Pretty brutal. I mean, you know, they, they miss players, they still win. There's a couple of injuries floating around. Yeah, thoughts on the cows? I'd say, oh, sorry, D, but I'm picking the cows to keep it rolling. They, um, they're just too good. And it's, a, it's a fairy tale that I want to happen. So um, up the cows. Yeah, well, <laughs> Again. you know, my mate Chatty Townsend, um, you know, just so proud of the way in which he's gone about his business and, um yeah, I know he's smiling ear to ear after, you know, all of our awful, you know, preseason predictions. And I think it was the whole rugby league community. I think, you know, they've been able to go out and do some special things so far. Um, but again, D will be really salty uh, in that. I, I feel like the group chat's already exploding um, us going against Manly there. All right. Um, a couple of games for me. Let's head to, uh, yeah, Saturday, three o'clock game. Uh, Coffs Harbour. Okay. Cronulla Sharks uh, in fifth position come up against the Gold Coast Titans. Um Look, it's <laughs> watching the Titans, um, you know, again, just trying to keep things simple in rapid fire. We keep talking about it each and every week, but it's their inability to play uh, for 80 minutes. Um, you know, and, and, and it's not an easy situation, but, you know, Justin Holbrook's going to be getting pretty desperate. I feel like we're only another month away from him getting tapped on the shoulder, which, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that because I do believe that Justin's a high-quality coach. It's just, you know, obviously the situation there is becoming quite problematic. Um, look, you know, 
you know, Tino is playing so incredibly well. I just think there's part of your frustration in that, you know, a lot, a lot of the players should be looking to him for his leadership and saying, look, you know, you know, do as I do um, and, and, and repeat, repeat these efforts. But, you know, I think they're very similar to the Newcastle Knights. I find that when momentum goes against the Gold Coast Titans, the, the the damage is just unbelievable. I mean, every single team goes through it each and every week. We're five or ten minutes, a couple of penalties, you drop the ball. I mean, this is rugby league, but it just seems like every time that happens to the Gold Coast, they're conceding two or three tries and the game's done. So, you know, they're competitive for stages. They need to sort it out. So, look, I'm, look, I'm going to go with the Cronulla Sharks. And, you know, the Sharks are really going to try and make the most of you know, this origin period, you know, they don't have a large number of players, um, you know, involved in state of origin. So they'll be looking to try and keep themselves um, fresh, healthy, and kind of sneak up the ladder while no one's keeping an eye on them. So yeah, I've got the Cronulla Sharks in that one. All right, team. Now <laughs> talk about, you know, the, uh, you know, the best team in the competition coming up against the worst team in the competition. Um, you know, obviously the Titans now sit at the bottom of the the competition, but the Warriors they're not too far away, sitting in fourteenth position, coming up against Penrith Panthers. Look, gamble responsibly, but I've never seen betting lines like this. I mean, Penrith Panthers dollar oh five, the Warriors ten dollars. Uh, I just, I think it's Panthers a win. Spoiler alert, but you know. My concern with the New Zealand Warriors is that the time that they have spent in Australia, one thing that we overlooked, in my opinion, that hasn't been spoken enough about is that we have all but destroyed their junior pathway system by abandoning them for the two or three years. So I feel like there has been some significant damage done to that club and so much so that I don't think it's just that, okay, New Zealand Warriors, go back home, sort yourselves out, clean yourselves up. I really feel like it's an NRL issue. Um, They really need to, you know... Let, let's be clear, there wouldn't have been a competition during COVID had it not been for the Warriors. I really feel like the, the NRL need to get get involved and think about, in simple terms, we have an entire country of talent. What can we do to help rebuild the New Zealand Warriors very, very quickly? So, um, yeah, look, it's bad there for sure. In terms of what the new head coach looks like as well, it's got to be Kiwi. I, you know, I think we've got to get back to our roots. We've got to find people that can, you know, really... Um, you know, better understand the playing group in that community. That's not a shot at Nathan Brown. I just feel like, you know, some si- significant changes need to happen there um, at the Warriors. Uh, Panthers, they're on a the tear. They're going to win this one convincingly. Let's let's hope that the Warriors can keep it close. All right, Mickey, um, go easy on me. I'm a little bit fragile. My beloved New South Wales Blues got trampled. Um, the Newcastle Knights, that was something. Um, but anyway, I'll let you tackle this one. On Sunday, 2 o'clock in Canberra, your local, you'll be in the stands. Uh, Canberra Raiders coming up against the Knights. Yeah, I think it'll be a close game. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll take know. close. Yeah, I think I do think it'll be close. But I don't know, Raiders at home, they seem to get over most of the time. So I do think I'll go the Raiders for this one. If they're they're in in Newcastle, I might have maybe thought about going Newcastle's way, but, yeah, I think Raiders will be be the team to win. I'm going to take that. If you're saying it's going to be close, I'll definitely take that. And, look, just quickly (laughs) on Adam O'Brien, I I, I don't necessarily think he needs to be sacked. I think he's a good coach. But, you know, we made the finals the last couple of years. But we're in a difficult situation where – each and every week, it's a different player who's playing poorly. You know, you can't just, 
you can't just drop, you know, if it was one guy making the same mistakes each and every week, you drop the guy, you bring a new guy in, you coach the team up and we move forward. But for the Newcastle Knights, it's a different player each and every week. And that's what's so frustrating. So, you know, look, this week it's all about the middles. The Canberra Raiders middles roll most teams. The Knights have been very inconsistent in the middle. So, um, you know, the boys really just need to hold on. Um, Jaden Braley's not too far away, and I really feel like he'll be able to make a difference there when he does come back. But, again, that's me being a homer, Newcastle Knights supporter. Uh, Mickey, hey, let's dive, let's dive over to Sunday at 4 o'clock because the Canterbury Bulldogs – they are on an absolute winning spree here after their performance against the Parramatta Reels. But in all seriousness, here we go. Combat Stadium against the West Tigers, who have been patchy. Um, you know, the battle of the interim coaches, Kamali v. Mick Potter. Um, good luck, my friend. Who's, who's going to win this one? Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a tough one, isn't it? Um, I don't know. If Bulldogs play how they play today, I do think Bulldogs will win. Um, I think when I go to do my tips, I'll probably go with the Bulldogs. But in saying that, if I tip the Bulldogs, Tigers are probably going to win because that seems to be what happens in all of the games with the Tigers. As soon as I tip the Tigers, they're losing again. So, yeah, take what you will from that information with your tipping this weekend. Um, But I think I will go the Bulldogs. Mickey, if Josh Adokar scores another three tries this weekend, a statue will be made. I mean... You know, that's that, that's a given. You know, it's a matter of, like, how big is the statue? Where are we going to place it? Should it be Belmore? Should it be at the front? You know, should it be at the, the office? Anyway, we'll, we'll work through the details. But, uh, yeah, Fox is on an absolute tear. And, again, has to be picked in New South Wales origin. Yeah. But uh, there we go, team. There's the uh, there's the preview of round 15. Again, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you, our listeners. Uh, which team do you support? How is your team tracking? Hopefully a little bit better than mine. But, uh, yeah, reach out to the socials and let us know. All right, team, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. Uh, Mickey, your roosters, let's see how they go this week. And Cos, hanging in there with your beloved Dragons. Uh, to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support here at the NRL show. Uh, we're trying to do things a little bit differently here, so we really do appreciate your support. Um, you know What we really do uh, love to see is five-star reviews. Uh, jump in on Spotify. Spotify. It's really easy to do. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thanks for choosing Mojo Sports and until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.